0: Hey there, the Small Steps Living podcast is now an audio version of Small Steps TV. You can check out Small Steps TV on YouTube, my Facebook page, and of course, the smallstepsliving.com website. But you know, some of us don't have time to watch. So here is your chance to listen to the latest episode of Small Steps TV. Enjoy. Welcome to Small Steps Living, the The podcast. podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kordoff, bringing you inspiring stories to help you transform your life one small step at a time. Here at Small Steps Living, we're keeping it real. Kick back and And enjoy enjoy the show. show. Welcome, everyone. I am really excited today because I have a really amazing person on the line who is going to help us bust through some serious stories. Now, before I let him introduce himself, I want to tell you that I found out about this guy through my mentor, James Wedmore. He was interviewed on his podcast a few times and everything that he said was just going straight into my head and causing shifts before I'd even worked with him. What he was saying was exactly what I needed to hear at the time. And so I jumped into his coaching program called the Transformational Coaching Program. And I thought I was doing it to grow my business. But what's ended up happening is a complete shift in who I am as a person, how I'm showing up in the world, my marriage, my parenting, my business, my friendships, everything, It's totally changed my life, and I'm just thrilled that he is here with us today. So welcome, Jim Fortin.
1: Thank you for inviting me. So I want to add something there. You had said, I've known you for quite some time. I mean, you've been in coaching with me since February, right, Mm -hmm. and done an amazing job, and and transformation after transformation after transformation in our time together. And you said that your intention was to grow your business, but what happened was, is, is in our work together, the Transformational Coaching Program, you grew yourself. And as a result of that, what, what a lot of people don't get, Lisa, and I know you know this, so I'm actually, everything I'm going to say in our time together, you've heard over and over and over. But a lot of people listening and watching later have not heard this, okay? So your business is a reflection of you. And how you show up in the world is how your business is going to show up in the world. So most people do exactly what you did oh, I'm going to, I'm going to increase and I'm going to grow my business. Let me work on my business. Not recognizing that it's a 100% reflection of you and you have to work on you to make the business grow. It right?
0: was, it was the, truly the biggest shift was that, that this whole thing, that life is an inner game. I think when I started working with you, I was very much in victim mode. I was like, Everything's happening to me. I have no control over anything. Um, why is this happening in my life? And, you know, stories, story, you were like, story? That's a story. That's a story. Yeah. That's a story. And once that was being pointed out, I was like, well, what's actually real then? And, well, if everything, if this, if everything in my life is being created by me, well, then mm-hmm. I need to be responsible for that. And that shifted. that shifted everything.
1: Yeah, I remember that point. I'm making notes when I look over here. So anybody wondering later, I'm not texting or anything. um, (laughs) You said something that I find prevalent in life is you said, like, for example, if I'd walked up to you six months ago and said, Lisa, are you in victim mode? You'd be like, no, I'm not in victim mode. What are you talking about? Most people operate in victim mode. And that is something happened to me. I've got to deal with it. This happened to me. That happened to me. This is not my fault. I didn't do this. I didn't want that. Somebody else did that, right? And then you said that you began taking 100% responsibility for what was happening in your business. And now, as of the last several months, where's your business now? Where's it going?
0: Right up here
1: exactly why and this this is so simple that most people miss it is you you hear it on facebook all the time all the platitudes change your mindset change your world and all that kind of stuff and we read it but what most people do is they scroll their wall and and they're like oh click that's i like that and they don't even get the simplicity of that is that if you want to change your you know your external world What everyone tries to do is change your external world when you have to change your internal world because your external world is a reflection, which you know now, of your internal world. And what that means is to everyone watching and listening is that most people work backwards. They're trying to actually create their life from the outside in as opposed to the inside out. And then they wonder why they keep going back in their old patterns over and over and over again, as you know.
0: Right, and this was something that I started to realise in my business, helping women, and a lot of them will be watching this, change the food that their family eats or the food that they eat. And Mm -hmm. we just try to do the things differently, uh, start to meal plan or, you know, change up and improve the quality of the ingredients that we eat. And that can take you a certain way, for sure. Mm -hmm. But if you're still identifying as someone who eats like shared who you know um, can't be organised or all those sorts of things. You're just going to keep repeating that pattern of behaviour, so it becomes what I found was if people kept telling me, "I've got no time to do this. I've got no. T- I've yeah. got no time. I, I, I want to do this. I I do value it." And through my work with you, I can just see that they're keeping themselves trapped in a story that isn't allowing for their own growth. And expansiveness, as long as we keep telling ourselves we've got no time, we'll, we'll have no time.
1: Yeah, and let's, let's go there first, um, which, you know, you're familiar with all of this, obviously, is when you look at people wanting to change their diets or their family's diets or whatever, what everyone does is exactly what you said. They try to change something in their external world, meaning something that they're doing or organizing their time or buying different ingredients or whatever And then what happens is they never get the end results they want. And what we have to go back to here is be to have. Who and how am I being that is affecting what I am doing? Everyone tries to change their doing when, in fact, it is their being that actually is what creates the outcome for them. Now, and it's totally fine. This is life. I know people are watching. And is that your your clicking or mine?
0: I've just turned it off.
1: Okay, good. I thought it was my project manager clicking through here, uh, getting ready for things that are happening in the business. So, um, but I I wanted to go a little further there is that anytime that you say, and I'm talking to obviously your audience, anytime you say, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough energy, and I don't have enough money, you're working by circumstance. And when you work by circumstance, you will always repeat your circumstance. Let me concretize that about the money, which will make sense everywhere else. If you say, For example, I want to go into coaching with Jim because I want to grow my business. But, and somebody says, well, I don't have the money to do it. Then what will happen is you have to look at, well, who was I being? What kind of person and what ways was I being that allowed me not to have the money in the first place? So therefore, because I do not have the money, I'm not going to do it. And when I don't do it, I'm going to stay the person I'm being, which is a person that has no money. Which is why I say anytime we work by I don't have enough time, enough energy, or enough money, you are working by circumstance. And when you work by circumstance, you automatically repeat the circumstance.
0: Okay. So let's let's also let's talk about this, the the time thing. Uh, because I've seen the money thing work just time after time after time for me. I'm showing up completely differently with with money. Um, What I've learned from you has completely changed my perspective on that. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to the time thing, you know, uh, us modern women are combining um, business or career, motherhood, uh, you know, relationships, all the administration of daily life I mean I read an article in the newspaper on the weekend that was like we've got to get more honest about how we're just packing our lives full and the fact that it's actually it's like, it's making us sick and blah 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 and I yeah. was reading it through the lens of what I have learned from you in TCP I'm like well, you know if if we keep the, the reality is that we, most of us have a lot on our plates. So for people mm-hmm. watching this, talk them through how that is working from circumstance and keeping them stuck.
1: Okay. Um, so you said all the stories. So if I look at it this way, first off, it's not a matter of time. Uh, when people say I don't have enough time, it's not a matter of time. It's a matter of prioritization is really what it's about. Um, energy or time or task management. Because we all have 24 hours a day, Um, and you're in Australia, you're halfway around the world, and as best I know, you guys have 24 hours in a day over there too, right? Unless there's something I don't know.
0: Yeah, we do.
1: Yeah, and I've been there before, and there was 24 hours when I was there also per day. (laughs) But here's what people don't get, is uh, even though you predominantly have women, um, I'm going to use a man here. One of my clients was very, very, he earned over a million dollars a year as a mortgage broker. And anytime he told me he would get something done, and he also is 34 years old and owns a company worth over $100 million, aside from the mortgage. And he said, any, anytime we would do something together, he'd bring me in and promote an event for him or speak at an event, he always got everything done. Yet I had other people that I'd worked with, they would always be chasing their tail, and they'd always be saying, I don't have enough time. And the guy who's really successful said to me one day, he goes, you know, he goes, I have the same amount of hours everyone else does, but I work by priority and what's important to me, not and, and most important to me, not by how many hours I have in the day. Anytime we work by time, we stay trapped by time. Think about that, everyone listening and watching. When you work by time, let me put it this way. When you work by time, you will never, ever, ever have enough time where we have to work is by what is my priority? What am I going to prioritize? Now I've got a lot going on in my business right now and I've got a lot of things I have to do in the next couple of weeks. And you know what, what I have to look at is what is my highest value activity, number one, and then number two, and then number three, and then number four, what I do not need to be fooling with is, I'm just making this up, but maybe shooting a video that I don't need right now. I don't need to be fooling with that because it's not the highest value use of my time. So let's go back to the the situation that you introduced. is women wanting to be um, healthy, whether it be food or whatever, in their families. What they have to do is make that a priority. Let me give you something else here. One of my other clients, and I, I work with actually in TCP, the coaching program is 90% women. But a, a lot of my coaching has been men. And I had a guy one time say to me, he's also a million-dollar-a-year earner as an entrepreneur. And he said, you know what, I'm going to run I'm going to run two miles every day for the next year, which he bit off a whole lot when he started that. But to make a long story short, he did, he did it the right way, is what most of us do is we or, our days are going like this, looks like a big loop, and we, ha- we have something we want to do. We're trying to work this one thing we want to do into the big loop, and it just never gets done. It never gets lost. If you've got something that you want to do, that you want to create some significant change, it must become the focus of the day. The day must revolve around this as opposed to this revolving around your day, which is what everyone does. And that's why everyone repeats their patterns over and over and over. So this guy that I'm talking about every morning, he would say, and he was a busy guy. I mean, he, he, his company writes a half a billion dollars a year in business and it was to run every day. And he goes, you know what? Every morning, the first thought was, is when today am I going to get that run in? And everything else revolves around that and that's what you ladies it's predominantly ladies right and gentlemen or some guys that's what you have to do because right now you're chasing your tail when you're just saying well i don't have enough time i don't have enough time that is what i call a broken strategy and if you look at your past you have been living that strategy for how many years of your life and it doesn't work
0: so i love that explanation I know mm-hmm. you have quite a lot of um, healthy practices in your life, mm-hmm. you know, mindfulness and, um, you know, how you start your day with the drinks that you drink and all those kinds yeah. of things. When you enter a busy period like you're in right now, mm-hmm. what sticks as, so, because a lot of people find, they're like, oh, I, I want to do the things that make me feel good. I just, which is, you know, moving to the circumstance thing. But how do you keep those things a priority for you? Is it just your non-negotiables throughout the day?
1: It's an interesting point that you brought up is there are things that you have to make for you because what will happen is this. Let's say that you are in the habit of whatever behavior and you do it every day. You look pretty good at it three, four weeks in, several months, maybe. I see this over and over. Then what people do is they get busy with life and they forget that behavior and very quickly they're right back to their old habits and old behaviors again. So what you have to do, if there's something that you know is going to get you the outcome that you want, it has to become that non-negotiable. There was a guy that I used to co-coach with, very large coach, very successful, and he called it sacred time. If for you, it's the gym. That has to be your sacred time. Now, you'd mentioned James Wedmore. Um James pretty much, um, and I've known James for a while. For example, James pretty much never does anything professionally before 11 a.m. in the morning. I mean, we're we're even friends. And if I want to talk to him before 11 a.m., it doesn't happen. Why? Because he's got his morning meditation. He's got a yoga instructor that comes to his house, and he does yoga, I don't know, three, five, I don't know, several days a week. But he doesn't give that time away. And what people do, and especially women more than men, is they give that time away. And then also what I see, uh, just being candid, I've done this for a lot of years, is most times women give it all away and then have nothing left for themselves. You know, and then let me add here, you women have heard this, and I'm telling you, I'm just, you're going to get it sooner or later, hopefully sooner than later. But when you're on an airplane, you just flew back to Australia from Laguna Beach a few, few weeks ago, Right. When they tell you if your cabin loses pressure, the mask will drop down, what is the first thing you must do?
0: Put on your own mask first.
1: Exactly, because you pass out, you can't help anyone next to you. And every one of you, even you're nodding your head and you finally got it. But every one of you people that are listening, you get it, but you don't get it. You're like, oh yeah, I get that, Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And then what happens is the mask drop down and you put it on everybody else first and there's nothing left for you. And that is a broken strategy. It does not work.
0: And I have lived this experience. And, you know, you know, um, and my audience knows uh, Nick has had struggles with his mental health. And we've we've Mm -hmm. been through a bit of a a tough time. And I thought that my job was to just give and fix and be there and take on all the load. And blah, blah, blah blah I thought that that was what loving was. I thought that that was what I needed to do. That's what a mother, wife, all the stories. And then when I started to shift that, when I started to go, oh, no, hang on my happiness is reliant on me, no one else, this is my responsibility, and I can let go and let other people's stuff be their stuff, and I started to kind of pull my hands back and focus on me, it has transformed everything in my life. Even time, I just now go, well, everything's going to get done. That's sort of what I think in my head, is all the time, is everything's Going to get done. I don't have to, to do all the things for everybody else in order to make myself a priority. Uh, it's because it used to be a oh, I'll get to Pilates if yeah. I have done all these things and made dinner and, and 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 if all the kids are ready and then I can go. Now I just go and well, everyone's we,
1: yeah. Let me let me talk to the mothers here. There was something on. I don't remember if it was in one of my coaching groups or on a wall that I saw or something. But somebody had talked about their their middle school kid, which is, you know, 11, 12 years old, definitely responsible enough and old enough to remember to take their pick their lunch up off. They're going to take their lunch, pick it up off the counter and carry it to school. And this somebody was saying that their kid often forgot their lunch and she had to be a good mother to take and leave work and take the kid her lunch every day. And my positioning is, is why would the kid remember to take their own lunch when mother's going to do it for me? So what you're teaching that kid, and and her thought was, but I'm the good mother. This is what good mothers do. They take care of their kids, not recognizing that she wasn't even teaching her kid how to take care of himself because she was doing it for him. And another thought that I had is it's going to be a rude awakening when he moves out of the house and mother's not there to take him his lunch one day when it comes to the rude awakening of the real world. But what you did, we haven't talked about this, but what you did, and I've watched you because I've known you for a while is you backed up and you let everyone else around you accept responsibility for their lives, as opposed to you accepting responsibility for everyone's life, them not accepting responsibility for for, for theirs and you driving yourself into the ground.
0: Right. And you know what, one of the things that really stood out for me that you shared in TCP was because you've been a hypnotherapist for a very Mm -hmm. long time and you talked about um, men who would come in and talk about their mothers and the type of woman she was, and she was um, she was just so giving. She never did anything. She gave everything to everyone. Blah blah blah. But then that same woman would actually be very sick because if we're shoving everything down, if we're never if we're zipping our lips all the time, if we're not honoring who we are, then like your experience has been that that those that those women can really sometimes get sick.
1: And if not, which as a result of being bitter, because many yeah. times they get older um, and then when the kids leave the nest and all this kind of stuff, many times I've seen and there, and there's all kind of, you know, there's no one rule for everything for the most part, except you're going to pay taxes, you're going to die. Those are two things that <laughs> are going to happen. But many times women are resentful because they felt like, where is the last 25 years of my life? I gave it up for everyone else. Now the kids are gone. They don't call. They're doing all their things themselves, which is what kids do. And they're resentful about it or even resentful towards their husband because while he was out working, she was taking care of the kids and she gave up her life and now she doesn't have her life anymore. And, and I've seen that um, in a fair amount of, of, of cases, I would say. Doesn't mean always, but I've definitely seen that. And you know, for those of you watching and listening, can you relate to that? And this is something that I want to share with you very quickly is, you, you get this already because of our time together, is what's interesting is when women get resentful about that, what no, almost no woman stops to recognize is, wait, where's my personal responsibility? I'm the one who chose to do that, and then looking back later, I chose to do it. Now I'm mad and angry and resentful at what I chose to do. And then how would I have done it differently if I were being 100% responsible those years as opposed to actually even being victim owed? I got to do it. I got to deal with this. This is my job. No one else is going to do it. How would things be different if they were 100% responsible with their life and their choices for all those years?
0: Right. And I, I would love to end this discussion sort of on that note because, you know, the responsibility piece has been so huge for me. And mm-hmm. when I hear women talking about the fact that they've got no time, whether that is the women who I coach with their businesses, whether it is the women who are just trying to do the best for their family in terms of the food that they eat. Whoever it is, and they say I've got I've got no time. I haven't been able to I, this, that, and the other. I feel like the the biggest thing is um, is sharing with them that it's not it's not anyone else's responsibility to decide how they choose their time. It's theirs, mm-hmm. and either not being a commitment that they've made to themselves, and that's okay. But don't use the excuse of not having time. It was just that you weren't committed, <laughs> or. Right. Um, if we keep on telling ourselves this story that there is no time and we don't take any responsibility for how we are prioritizing our time, then, I mean, it's just a, like it's just nothing will ever change.
1: Yeah, me let me me add there, because I know you want to wrap up here, and I I can stay as long as you want, but okay, so you said commitment. Everyone is committed to something. Yes. If a person is lying on the couch, eating Doritos every day, and watching, I don't know what daytime show there is anymore, I don't watch daytime TV. Uh, But if a woman's lying on the couch and eating Doritos and she could say, but I wanna be in great shape. But the reality is she's committed to being on the couch eating Doritos. We're all committed to something. It's just a matter of what we're committed to. Now, let's go back, I'm making some notes here about getting things done. If a person is not getting things done, okay? What that means is, is that she's not committed to getting things done. Part of the way that my brain operates, and you know this because you, you coached with me for a little while is on the DISC profile, I'm a very low S, which means it's harder for me to follow through. That's why I have an integrator and a project manager. And by nature, project managers are deadline oriented. I just drive mine crazy because I, I don't like deadlines. I just get to it when I get to it, but she knows that's how my, that's how my brain works. Okay. Yeah. Now, I always get to what I, because I'm also the 11th hour person, meaning if it's due Sunday morning at nine, I'll do it Sunday night at 11, just the way that I do it. Now, if I never got things done, then that would be a problem. But the way that I get things done is something you said earlier, I always get to it in the time that I get to it when it needs to be gotten to without overlooking it. Meaning if I have a deadline, I will, and it's a a firm deadline, let's say I'm working with you and a deadline is, is, you're dependent on the deadline, I will hit that deadline. Now it'll be at the last minute, but I will do it. So what I want to point out there, everyone listening, is I'm not talking about rigidity of behavior. What I'm asking you to do is look at how you function in the world. And if you're just never getting things done, then you're committed to never getting things done. I'm committed to getting things done right before the last hour, but that's the way that I work, but I'm committed to doing that. What I'm not committed to is never getting things done. Now one more thing here, and we take this as far as you want, is you would open with stories, and we haven't touched on that yet. Everything that we tell ourselves is a story. Even with what I just said about, for example, you're committed to something, people watching this were actually dialoguing in their mind about that, and they were telling themselves a story about me telling, because I was telling them a story, and they were telling themselves about a story that I was telling them. And then their story is... Wow, I never thought of it that way. Or, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Or, I don't, I don't believe that crap. Or whatever they want to call it. Or, that just doesn't work for me. It works for everyone else but me because I'm special. And they're telling themselves some, or, you don't understand my circumstances. Are you kidding me? I've worked with people all over the world and everyone has these same circumstances for pretty much in the first world that we live and work in. Okay? So, why is it that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, years ago i think she's 86 now u.s supreme court justice why is it and i find this so amazing that she's had cancer twice why is it that she can go to chemotherapy and then go back and sit on the bench of the united states supreme court yet somebody else has got a cold can't get out of bed that day it's all a story that we tell ourselves and people don't realize how powerful stories are you do now because if you even want to share with them look at all the stories about where you were Let's take, let's take the most recent one. About three weeks ago, your story was, you know, I don't know. I don't want to share too much of my personal life with people because I don't know if they want the details and I don't know what I want to put out there. You and I had a conversation. You changed that story and what happened to your business as a result of changing a story.
0: I have never had more engagement on my social media posts on Instagram than since I just let go and gave myself permission to share.
1: But you changed the story.
0: I changed the story. I basically said, I can't share because of this. I even started crying and you're like, now you're getting into your emotions and it's all because of some story you're telling yourself. I was like, well, Nick might not want me to share. You're like, have you asked him? I had (laughs) literally made up the whole thing in my head and you, you, you changed it too. So what you're saying is, you've got an opportunity to help people and you're not doing it because of stories that you've made up in your head. And where could I go from there? <laughs> I just like, okay. Okay. Okay, I'm and, and,
1: and now look at the people that you're helping. Right. As a result, all you've done literally is you're the same human being as you were metaphorically two weeks ago, three weeks ago, but you changed the story about what you share. And when you change that, everything else changed. So let's bring this home for everyone watching. What stories are you telling about time, about money, about energy, about possibility? I was traveling, I was speaking out in San Diego when you posted in the Facebook group for the coaching program how you were launching something and your your cart didn't work or something that day. Do you remember that? And most people melt down in that moment because of the story they're telling themselves. And I need to be careful here because I'm about to start launching some stuff soon and who knows what's going to happen. So I put out there that the best stuff is going to happen. However, is look at the story you were telling yourself that day. When that happened, you could have melted down. You could have even said, you know what, that means that we're going to relaunch again tomorrow, or the next couple of days. And that means there's going to be more people on this broadcast, but everyone, what I want you to get is anytime you find yourself in a disempowered place, it's not because you were in disempowered circumstances, it's because you're in disempowered stories. This is why one woman can live in poverty with her three kids her entire lifetime, yet JK Rowling can become a billionaire. Right? Stories. And I tell myself, and I know you do too now, anytime I find myself in a circumstance and I'm like, this isn't where I plan to be, or this is what isn't what I wanted or this is what this isn't what I thought was supposed to happen. And if any way I feel disempowered, I know that it's a story creating that. And I have to recreate a new interpretation, which is a new story. Right? Right.
0: Right. And if you make it sound so easy, and I know that there's going to be people who, who will be straight into the how, but how do you do that? How do you choose a new interpretation? How do you, so what, what do you have to say to the people who are going to head straight there?
1: So what do you, okay, so let's do this and let's do it on camera. What do you want them to do to learn more? Why don't I put it in your hands and you decide where you want to show them and what you want to do to figure out how to do this? Because I teach people how to do it, as you know, but I'm going to let you decide where you're going to send them to learn how.
0: Well, firstly, I would want them to know that the how isn't, that it's it's about being more than the actions that you take first. So I would always...
1: Let's back up a little further. The how is simply being aware and shifting your thinking. Right. Because right now, once we're done in a little bit, you can actually turn the camera off or you can leave it on if you want. It's up to you. And you can lie back and you can take a nap or you can stand up and you can go left or you can go right. But in any given second, you can choose what you choose to think, which will create the outcome of getting up. Right. So the first place to start is to recognize is that we in any given moment can make a choice. About what it is, because we're born creators. What is it? And we create everything in our life. You're like, for example, you didn't create my, you're not responsible for my life, right? I'm not responsible for yours. Who's creating your life? I am. Yeah, I'm creating my life, right? It's not the circumstances. It's our thoughts. So the first place we have to go is, is that I'm a 100% responsible with my thoughts, because that's where everything, as you already know by now, everything starts with a single thought. A single mother watching this could be a single mother losing her job. And that one thought, I lost one thought, I lost my job. Forwards, I lost my job, will turn into a thousand other thoughts. Like, great, I hated that job anyway. Or what am I gonna do? Or no worries, I have plenty of money, or oh my gosh, we're gonna be homeless. Or, you know what, I can go back to school. Or, you know what, I'm not smart enough. All of those, I just gave you eight or 10 there, came from one thought, I lost my job. So the first place we start, ladies and gentlemen or two, is that everything comes from our thought. And we have to be aware of that. And we have to manage our thought because we are never, this is what I tell people, we are never at the mercy of our circumstances, which is where everyone makes themselves or makes themselves mercy to. I lost my job. I have no money. Now I'm a victim. What we are mercy to is our interpretations. Because losing your job is just something that happened. What matters is how we interpret that. And that is what we're at the mercy at. Um, and in cosmology, we won't go too far here, but I call it the law of mercy. Uh, the law of mercy is that whatever we put out, the universe puts right back to us. So, and every, per- every every person has the option to put out whatever or create whatever they want in the world. But, you know, they call it karma. What you put out is what you get back. And let's take this to thinking for a second. So, you do something bad to somebody else, it's going to be done to you at some point, but let's bring that to your thinking because the universe, law of no mercy is going to balance your thinking back. So if you're thinking is I can't find a job, I can't find the job, I have no time, life is blah, 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 blah. The universe is going to give that right back to you because that's what you're putting out into the universe. So hopefully that helps them see, and you know, Lisa, that and even as you're nodding your head there because you're applying this to all the work we've done, notice this, you're applying it, to stories in your mind about what we've done and so is everyone else listening
0: the whole thing is just layers of an onion and Probably. you know we can think we're like oh yeah and then we realize a bit later I never had it and then you keep on kind of unraveling these layers of an onion and and our stories are that i i find that once i recognize and really the master thought formula which is the 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 you know, the First thing that you teach in the transformational coaching program is really the foundation. Once mm-hmm. you've got that, then it's like a, a snowball effect. And you, know, where, where I was going with what I said before, was saying before was the being and then being a th- the thinker of your thoughts, you aren't your thoughts. And that's, that's the stuff that once, once you actually get it, that's why your program is so good. You can't not know. This, these things, and there's no, nothing in your life that you can't apply it to. Uh, Unless uh, geez,
1: when you say, okay, so let me add it here. So once you, you can't unknow what you know, which is what you just said, but here's the thing. Yeah. So once you know all of this, and I share it with you in a way that I do that, aha, uh-huh, you get it and people get it. If you decide to go back in the victim mode, at that point, you recognize that is a choice you are making. You are no longer a victim. You are making the choice to stay in victim mode. Now, do you or do you not? That's entirely up to you. And you obviously recognize there are more, more tools beyond that that you get, you know, in working with me. But at that point, victim mode is no longer allowed unless you just say, you know what? I want to be a victim today because that's the only way that it happens as opposed to it happening just inadvertently and automatically as it does for most people.
0: I can tell you for sure there is nowhere to hide in Jim's programs and the best thing about that is that then there's nowhere for you to hide Mm -hmm. in your own life like it just it puts all it puts the responsibility on us and then we realize how powerful we are as creators so I love everything that I have learned from you if people want to find out more um, dive a little bit deeper where should they go
1: Do you want to direct them to another training that I'm doing um, in a couple of weeks? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Um, We're going to be doing a live training. It's going to be probably, uh, it's going to be more structured than this. Okay. Um, It's going to, we're going to cover um, subconscious habits and how we create them, which we didn't talk about today. We're going to, which we didn't talk about. We're going to talk about identity, subconscious identity and how we create that. We're going to talk about uh, the master thought formula, which we'll go over in entirety. And we're going to talk about ways of being, what ways am i being am i being responsible or irresponsible committed or not committed am i being integral or not integral which are all ways of being we'll talk about several ways of being so i'm not sure we want to direct them from here how you're going to use this but what we can do is once we know the date of that training for you we can actually send them a link and they can register for that training and uh, there'll be there'll be slides and all that kind of stuff so they can follow it along easier and there will be take—I mean, it's rubber meets the road takeaways with those four categories we just talked about. I think that's probably the best course of action.
0: I think that's perfect and I will definitely be putting up your social links I'm loving following you on Instagram and your little nuggets of gold each day uh, and I know that there's a lot of small steppers and there's a lot of people who are part of my business community who, mm. are, who are following you and interested and there's been people who I know who've jumped into, who jumped into the last round of TCP and, and and just keep writing to me saying, thank you for introducing me to Jim. So I am just so grateful that we've been able to have this chat and I can share you with even more people. And um, I know that they're gonna have a bajillion takeaways. So thank you Jim.
1: Well, it's not about just sharing, it's about us helping people because when I assist you and you assist other people, and then go in and assist more people. We actually make the world, we all have power and we have the power to make the world a lot better place. So absolutely, thank you for inviting me and then I'll catch you over on the next training that we're talking about, okay?
0: I'll see you then. Thanks, yeah. Jim.
1: Okay, thanks, Lisa. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: For more inspiration, interviews and know-how, head to smallstepsliving.com. Small Steps Living, inspiring your best life one small step at a time. Hey there, are you subscribed to this podcast? Make sure you subscribe and you will be reminded every time a new episode drops. See you soon.